When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. How about the Cowboys? Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But the Cowboys have made too many mistakes. Too many mistakes. The Rich Eisen Show. I don't have any concerns. I'm proud to be standing here today. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Coming up, NFL Network analyst Maurice Jones-Drew. Raiders defensive end Max Crosby. From the new film Scream, actress Nev Campbell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got got a lot going on here today. Nev Campbell of the, I guess you can't say the, it's the new version of Scream. Reboot? It's a. I mean, it's not a reboot. I mean, they're they're a just continuing. The, I, I, they're just continuing yeah. the story. You know what I mean? Like, but they're calling it Scream. The first Scream was called Scream. This is now called Scream. There's a Scream two, three, and four. Technically, it's Scream five, but don't call it Scream five. You know what you should call it? The number one grossing movie in America. That's what you should call it. Yeah, knock Spider Man clear off the top of the uh, box office charts. See ya, Spidey. I don't think they have that sort of aggression. Oh, it is scream. Oh, at any rate, long story short, Nev Campbell in Studio Hour 3. Max Crosby, the Raiders, about to join us. I saw this man last night in SoFi Stadium. I saw him, had my son with me. Coop was hanging with me last night. Did Westwood One Radio for pregame, halftime. This man did the uh, local broadcast of the Los Angeles Rams. He is none other than Maurice Jones-Drew. How you doing, MJD? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? I appreciate it. You're traveling back home already. I I appreciate the phone call here. I, I started the show saying that this is the best the Rams have looked all year and that they're they're set to win in a way that they 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 weren't even earlier this year when they started as well as they did. How do you how do you take that one? MJD. I, I think you're I think you're exactly right, Rich. Uh when you look at the way the Rams started, obviously uh, you know, they, they they started out hot. They were playing well, but they had some struggles. You had some turnovers by Matthew Stafford. They really they were running the ball, but it wasn't as explosive. Um, and then defensively, they weren't causing turnovers. They were just getting stops and, you know, third down stops. So you look at what happened last night. You kind of look at what happened throughout December after the Von Miller trade. You're starting to see more sacks. You're starting to see pressure from different guys. Um, Troy Reader with the big-time hit on the quarterback, I thought it was going to be a safety, but in, you know, he turned it into a pick six. So now they're being opportunistic um, defensively. And then 
the other part of this, offensively, Cam Akers is just a different monster when him, with him in the backfield. I mean, he just looks completely different. That's no shade at the other guys. The other guys, Sonny Michelle and Daryl Henson did a really good job. Uh, but you see a difference with Cam Akers there with his ability out of the backfield to uh, run routes or to line up a receiver and uh, have a mismatch on linebackers. And then last but not least, special teams. I mean, special teams was like a Achilles' heel for the Rams uh, the first month, first half of the season, and it just started getting better and better. And then to have those punts down inside the ten uh, to give Kyler Murray that offensive long field to continue to put pressure on them every time they came out was uh, something the Rams' offense capitalized on. And then you know Matthew Stafford not turning the ball over is really what you're looking for. You know, and uh, the, the 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 they're just Cam Akers is a difference maker. He really is. And I know that we don't have much to go on because of, you know, his rookie season. And clearly this year was a washout up until right now. But, I mean, he, he you know, he's a matchup problem, you know, uh, outside the numbers too, as we saw a couple times last night. He's got burst. He can, he can also break tackles. He's somebody that if he's fresh-legged, right, and, and can actually get 20-something touches a game, that's the difference maker here. In the entire playoffs for the Rams, you could say. You could make well, that case. Tell, yeah, I'll tell you this much. When you scouted him out of Florida State, you really didn't see that the last couple of years or the last year because it was a different coach. But when he had Jimbo Fisher, you saw all that. You saw the vision. You saw the elusiveness. You saw the ability to catch out of the backfield and make guys miss. Um, the suddenness. Uh, he kind of checked down in the game, and they got called back for holding. Made one guy miss and was 20 yards up the field in the blink of an eye. So, yeah, he brings a different element to the game, and you have to understand this as well. He's only going to get better because he's missed the whole season. So he didn't. He played. He had flashes against the Niners in Week 18. You saw what he was able to do last night against the Cardinals, and he's going to just keep getting better. And so uh, he just brings a different element. And you're right, Rich. When they when they put him out at wide receiver, and a lot of times they would put run, they'll put running backs out there just to kind of be a decoy, and you're just a guy. But they'll throw him the ball. And he ran past um, one of the linebackers for the Cardinals. I don't remember which one. And Matthew Stafford threw a ball. He just could, he just uh, didn't track it all the way. But I tell you what, that would have been a touchdown, too. And that would have been a different battle. really blew this game wide open. Maurice Jones-Drew here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your assessment of Arizona? Haven't seen him last night in person. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Arizona always starts hot. They, they start hot. And then they all, you know, for some reason, they just tell off at the end of the year. So why is that? Uh, why why would that possibly, like, what could something like that be attributed to? Everybody's throwing it on the coach because he had the same problems in his five years at Texas in college. So what do you got for me on that, well, do you it's, think? It's a run game. It's, it's not having a consistent run game, right? When your, your quarterback is a part of it, that, you know, the read option, that doesn't work in the National Football League late in the year. You have to be able to turn around and hand the football off. And they showed elements and flashes of that last night, but it wasn't consistent, right? And, and I think a lot of times we get caught up in this air raid thing. We want to throw the ball, and it's awesome. But to win football games in the National Football League late in the year, you have to be able to turn around and hand the football off. And your offensive line needs to go forward, not sideways. And when you do that, you start to wear on the defense. And listen, I get it. Kyler Murray uh, is a tremendous athlete, but he wasn't willing to run last night either. And that was a problem, too. If, if, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm saying, listen, we only have one game, a one-game season. I need you to break some tackles or make some guys miss and start getting yards. Did you not see Josh Allen against the, the New England Patriots? Right? And we're not playing in zero-degree weather, so we need to utilize our, our strength, which is Kyler's arm and his legs. And so they didn't utilize that at all, and down the stretch that becomes a problem. And so 
if you look at a lot of the games, they'll they'll run out of shotgun. They do a lot of those things, but it's not consistent enough. And throwing short passes to the sidelines or screens to the sidelines, that doesn't count as a running game uh, mentally. Now, in the stats, you could say, hey, it's just a short pass. It's the same as a run. But running the ball is a mentality. And right now the Cardinals don't have that mentality to go out and win games on the road in the playoffs. Maurice Jones-Drew here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so now we get a rematch of the Week 3 uh, contest in SoFi. It was the first loss of the year for Tampa. Uh, the Rams won that football game. They knocked Gronk out of it. Remember Gronk missed some time with some broken ribs. That's the game in which he suffered that injury. Uh, they beat him up uh, and took care of business. What about the rematch now? with all the chips on the line and a title defense for Tampa. What yeah, think? I think it's going to be a little bit different uh, than obviously week three. Um, obviously, Tampa is completely different uh, with guys being injured or you know, obviously A.B. not being there. I know you guys talked about that. Um, but this is the thing. It, it, their offensive line is really good. If Tristan Wirfs can't come back or he, if his ankle or foot or whatever he hurt against Philadelphia is that bad, it's, it's going to be an issue for them because the Rams' defensive line. Now, I'll say this, the Rams' offensive line has a big task as well because this, this defensive front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting after the quarterback. Uh, they're stopping the run. They're doing all the things right that they weren't doing in December, and they're playing more confident. I don't know if it's because uh, David's back out there or if it's because you know they just simplify some things. They're just playing man-to-man across the board. Uh, but those safeties are playing well. Uh, the linebackers are fitting the run the right way. So it's going to be a, a tough task. Don't get me wrong. The question is, if you play man-to-man, who's going to cover Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr.? I think that's going to be a matchup you need that we need to keep our eye on. And then on the other side, how does Mike Evans uh, fare against Jalen Ramsey, right? Um, they're going to lock him up. You don't have Chris Godwin to kind of be the guy that you have to go to. So it's going to be Chris Evans and Gronk. And how does the Rams cover him? And how do they affect Tom Brady in the pocket? So it's going to be a great matchup. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with the Rams just because you know, I work for them, right? It only makes sense that I do that. Yes. Um, but it's hard to go against the GOAT as well. So it's going to be a terrific matchup, but I can't wait. I know the Rams are excited um, to still be playing. I know they're excited to kind of you know, get back on the road a little bit and, and try to face some of those demons they've had on the road this year. Uh, and then the other part is this, is Matthew Stafford, you know, you were brought here to be the guy to lead them to a Super Bowl. Can you do that? Can you be that guy? And the only way to do it is, oh, I, I think the best way to do it is going between the greatest of all time. And that, I think that'll prove a lot here for the Rams. Well, I mean, because Brady, one would think, would exploit the depth problems the Rams have at safety in a way that the, the Cardinals didn't even, you know, attempt, it seemed, yesterday or weren't able to pull off right i mean how about that as a problem like giving 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 gronk and Brait and howard a try in between the the hashes over and over and over again your thoughts well, on you that would, you would think zach Ertz would have had a huge day right um, I, I don't know what the really? hell that was i honestly don't i mean and murray murray looked so fast with his feet and his decisions it just like you know i, I said again i date myself it's like playing a 33 record on 78 speed you know like it was that's what it looked like last night to me well the thing yeah the thing is this i mean the reason a lot of that happened was because the defensive line was getting to murray early right they were touching him they were around him the pocket was collapsing on him and that's how you help that back in now obviously the the bucks have a, a different offensive line and a, 
a bigger, stronger one than, than Arizona. So it's going to be tougher. But anytime you have injuries on the back end, the front end, and I know Warren Sapp was one of our colleagues yes, at one time. He's they, play together. They, work, they, work, they work together, right? So yes. when one is down, the other has to pick up the slack. And you, and you saw that. Bob Miller with a big sack early in the start that game. Aaron Donald and Greg Gaines getting tremendous pressure. Leonard Floyd always around the quarterback. The more you can do that and affect Tom Brady, as we know, if you get around him with rushing four and he gets to get those happy feet, that's what you want. Uh, and that's how you're going to protect, you know, obviously Nick Scott and Terrell Burgess and, you know, Eric Weddle, again, a guy who, you know, gives us, give us, gives us a retired guy's hope that maybe we can play again. Maybe there is a chance that if I get in shape, Rich, that the Rams will call me, you know, if they make the playoffs, if they make the, the playoffs, if they make the Super Bowl, that I get a couple weeks to kind of get right. And maybe I get a goal line carry. You're like your seed. You're the CJ Anderson, possibly of this oh, whole situation. Sure. You just oh, roll you down sure. a little bit. I can give you. I can give you CJ right now. I just want to be. I want to be a better version of me, though. What should Jacksonville do with their head coach? Uh, you know, this is a big one. Um, I think when you know, I've talked to a lot of people in that organization. Um, I think it's important that you kind of go the Rams route, and and then a lot of guys have done it. Um, when you draft a quarterback first overall and all those things, you got to put as much quarterback knowledge around them. You want your head coach to have quarterback knowledge. You want your, um, obviously, offensive coordinator to have it. You want to have a quarterback coach that's knowledgeable than an older guy in the room. And so, to me, if you're going to go and look for a guy to, to be that, you want, you want those attributes in your head coach. You want a guy that's won coaching quarterbacks or has played coaching quarterbacks uh, so whoever that guy may be, uh, obviously, you know, I know a lot of people, I've, I've been a big advocate for Jim Caldwell, Doug Peterson, Byron Lefwich. Um, those are guys that I think Jacksonville, that they should look at, guys that have been there. And to be honest, Byron Lefwich is a guy, when I was there, mm-hmm. was the first, was a quarterback draft in the first round. He understands it. Um, he understands the pressures that many of us may not know, yeah. uh, what it takes to play at a high level in that city. And then also a guy that can relate in that locker room and and make sure that everyone feels as if their voice is heard and that they're needed and wanted. And so there's a lot of those things. But um, I think the Jags are doing a great job of just kind of doing that net, interviewing everyone, and then slowly figuring out what they want to do. There's no rush in this. You want to make sure you get it right this time. Yeah, exactly. And then in the interview process, you, you told them to make sure you asked the coach, you're not going to kick the kicker, right? That's what you do. Yeah, like, like – yeah, we can't touch. Right. We can't touch the players. Right. We can't be, we can't Get on the plane. Make sure you fly on the plane. Got to. We got to come back on the plane. I don't know why Check we have to box. say that, but we have to do that. <laughs> we got to come back on the plane. You know, we got to make sure that we're doing all the little things uh, right. Mm-hmm. All right, Maurice Jones-Drew. It was good to see you last night, man. Oh, great to see you as well, man. And listen, I we I think you may need to come to Tampa. You may be the secret weapon. Yes, that's me. That it's me. I was going. there. I was there the first night against Chicago too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, or, I'm two or and maybe your son and tell him I have. He was I there he too. Bar. My whole yeah, Hershey bar. So tell him I have a bunch of Hershey bars for him. Yeah. By the way, you know he he saw like I brought Cooper in just so he could see his first ever press. Uh, feed bag. Oh, the room. And yeah, the spread. And so Maurice yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like, see the candy on the top there. That's all for you. That's Take what it. he said. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Maurice. My gosh. Do you snack it? Yeah, he got he got one. He got in there. He was, he was a great kid. He didn't want to really. You know, my kids would have been like stealing stuff, and you know, <laughs> he's done a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Maurice Jones Drew. Take care of yourself. Are right, you too, Rich? That's the great MJD right here. Sounds like Leftwich is the guy, don't you think? Why not? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, why not? You know what the thing about Leftwich that you hear? Because you always hear this, well, I don't know about the, I don't know about this. There's always that, I don't know about it, right? 
Here's two it. things about Baron Leftwich. Two things, okay? One thing is 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 been a has been a, like a a flag that is ridiculous. And the other thing should take care of all your flags, okay? If you think Bruce Arians knows about coaching, eh, you know, and, and he's only a two-time coach of the year and the 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 reigning current uh the champion head coach who's uh, been around uh, a, a ton of excellent coaches starting with Paul Bear Bryant, okay? Let's just so let's let's just say if you if you think that Bruce Arians knows what he's doing, Bruce Arians was uh, here in this chair to my right, and he said that he was concerned. Uh, and so was his family. Remember, he said he was concerned about dying on the sideline. On the sideline, yeah. right? And we're like, what? What do you mean dying on the sideline? Yeah, like his health, his concern about his health, and the way he gets into it, and the way that he was handling everything. That, that he was concerned he was going to literally drop dead. And it wasn't, it wasn't like uh, um, in any way, shape, or form uh, hyperbole or an exaggeration. No, he he literally kidding. meant that. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So he said that if he comes back, he was going to handpick the guy to call the plays. He couldn't do the call play calling anymore. Too stressful. That's what he said. Yeah. Who's the guy who he personally handpicked to call the plays? Brian Leftwich. Who's the guy who he got into coaching by telling him, I think you can be a coach, and I think you're going to be an excellent coach? Who's the guy who did that? Bruce Arians for Byron Leftwich. Now, the thing that you hear, oh, Leftwich, I mean, how can he really prove he's got that he's got what it takes to coach a quarterback? Well, it's just Tom Brady. You just show up. Okay, <laughs> got it. Like Tom Brady's never been coached or coached hard or doesn't know how to take coaching all the way from Lloyd, Lloyd Carr to Bill Belichick with Bill O'Brien barking him in between, right? And 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 you know he can't at all in any way, shape, or form uh, be coached. And also, uh, when you're the guy who's in the headset of Tom Brady, do you think you need Tom's um, buy-in? Do you think you need Tom Brady to respect you, or do you think everything that's been d- done in Tampa is in spite? Mm-hmm as opposed to in concert with. How's that for pounding the table for Byron Leftwich, who, by the way, knows the position, knows leadership, knows coaching, and knows the, the area. You want buy-in from your fan base instead of them showing up in clown faces? How about Byron Leftwich, just for instance? I and Jackson DeVille approve this message. <laughs> okay, except I don't repel off of stadiums. What about everyone in the pool? Uh, yes, in the upper deck? everybody in the pool. Yeah, let's get in the pool. What about a pool, them? a pond. Well, the pool is for Byron. Yeah. The pond's for everybody else. Yeah, the, for those who kick their kickers. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four Rich. Number to dial. Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders is next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly. Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on uh, on our uh, terrestrial radio network to go along with Sirius XM and Peacock. Let's go to the phone lines while Max Crosby calling in shortly. Uh, let us go to Nick in Ohio. What's up, Nick? Oh, Rich. Uh, you know how you had your chest out early December? Hmm. You know, you beat. You finally got that monkey off your back. Ten years, Ohio State off your back. Seven. You don't have to listen to that crap anymore. Yeah, sure. Okay. We don't have to hear how much a gallon of gas costs in 1991, <laughs> or the Home Alone was a number one movie, and I could go on and on because that's all I've been hearing since I was nine years old. I'm yes. 40 now. Yes. And man, I, 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 I it, it was. I know the football gods. We 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 struck you down hard with that Bo Jackson hit, and we're sorry. Houday Nation is sorry. Okay, that's right. Uh, yeah, and, no. And it's just it, the whole city, man. I mean, I've I've lived here since '94. My parents grew up here. We moved back after my dad retired from the military, and I mean, I I would wear Bengals shirts in town all through high school, all all through college. And I would get last. I'd be, they'd be like, "Why are you wearing that garbage?" <laughs> and 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 it would be ninety percent off in in early December. <laughs> I would just grab that stuff. And and for us to finally get this uh, this this monkey off our back, it, it's just and and to have the uh, an MVP qu- uh, quarterback and 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 uh, the best receiver in the football, and it's just I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm shaking, man. I don't know. I mean, I haven't felt this way since I was seven when Boomer was running the show. You I know? I am so happy for you and everybody else in Cincinnati because um, you, you have, and I think it's tough for me to say this when somebody is just in year two, right? Um, but sometimes you got to see, call it as you see it, and, and this is not going out on any limb here, but Joe Burrow is it, man. He's it. Oh my he's God. he's he's like that football god, manna from heaven dropping down in your lap type stuff. And we and we would have we would have we would have figured out a way to take another quarterback. You know, we would have taken whoever you know, Achilles Smith or you know, you know, David Klingler or something. You know, we would have we would have taken an offensive lineman because he you know or a, a wider a speedy wide receiver because he blew up it up in the combine. You know, like. We would have we would have found a way to bundleize it and and we we finally figured it out. We finally got a guy that everybody was like, "You've got to take this guy," and and everybody was telling us, "Take Panay Sewell, take the." We said, "No, we're taking Jamar Chase. We're taking 
the guy the guy that got him a national championship. We're we're, we're running with this thing, man. Congrats. Uh, the price of gas in 1991 Stop was $1.14. Hey, Milk hey, on. 105 hold and the on. number one song, Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Hey, hey, uh, uh, one more thing, Rich. Yes, sir. Um, for Jeff in Detroit, I, I, I feel like I know I'm a, a first-time caller, but I feel like I, we, we're a kindred spirit. There's hope, brother. The Lions are next on the clock. I know it's, it's hard. You've been there since 94, but it's going to come for you, brother. Well, and, and it's and it's got to be the football god smiling on him because they finally smiled on you for Burrow to do what he did. And again, you know, that 60-touchdown season that put him – don't forget, and thanks for the call, um, the part about Burrow too, don't forget, it, it's interesting, when, when Burrow uh, – when it looked like maybe Cincinnati was taking on New England, I swear to God I did this because so much football happens and it goes so fast sometimes <laughs> – when it looked like maybe Cincinnati might take on New England, I thought to myself, what happened that one time Mac Jones played Joey Burrow? And I looked it up like, no, 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 that's right. Of course, it was Tua versus Burrow. And that happened two weeks before Tua's hip got destroyed, right, against Mississippi State. Remember that game was basically going to be putting on tape for all the scouts who was maybe number one overall in the draft. Like, Herbert was going about his business in Oregon, and we were all just, like, basically saying, okay, that's good. That's all well and good for the Pac-12 quarterback to right. do what he's doing, but let's focus on right. what's going on in here in the SEC. And Burrow had his day. He had his day, and he had his 60-touchdown season just as the Bengals were doing their usual drill to, you know, and they got their first overall pick, and it all matched. And and lucky for you Bengals fans that he was available, and lucky for you that he had the opportunity to LSU to do what Ohio State wouldn't give him. Oh, I'm going to keep beating that drum. Just let everyone remind everybody where Burrow did his blossoming now that he's the all-time um, Joe Cool and in, in – uh, Cincinnati right now. He's at the Zenith. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show is one of my favorites from the Las Vegas Raiders. He made the second team all pro. He's a pro bowler. He is a self-made man out of uh, eastern Michigan. Ypsilanti, Michigan is where he got his college ball and fourth round pick out of the Raiders. Now a grown-ass man making life very difficult for quarterbacks in the league. He's Max Crosby. How you doing, Max? Doing great, Rich. I appreciate the, the the amazing introduction. It's the truth. This is, all I... this is a fact. These are facts. Okay. Um. How how has the that loss sat with you over the last couple of days, Max? Uh, it's been you know it's been weird. Uh, that's probably the best word I can use. Uh, I've still been in the facility every day <laughs> since the, since the season ended. It just it's been heartbreaking because what we went through and how much how much we put into it um and it just to end on a last play like that it's just been it's been tough um i just want to keep playing football that's really that's really all it is for me and i know i know the guys wish the same what was the toughest aspect of the season for the raiders with a a lot of tough aspects that you know many teams don't know how to face because they don't usually have to face them max yeah you know there's there's so many things uh, that i can point to but there was just a lot of 
ups and downs and un you know nothing guaranteed you know there was you know we got a new coach we had you know new players injuries constantly um but the one thing that stayed constant was just everyone's attention to detail and the will to win you know everybody wanted to just continue to play even when we were six and seven and just got beat by like a <laughs> hundred points by the Chiefs. You know, we could have we could have just said, all right, well, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll get ready for next year. But we went on the road, beat Cleveland, came home, beat Denver, went on the road, beat Indy, and then finished it at home and beat the Chargers. You know, all against really good teams. So it's just a collect a collective group of guys that like I can't even describe how how proud I am of this this team and coaching staff. It's been it's been one hell of a ride. So um, then I'll ask you for a couple of uh, reactions here, uh, Max Crosby, uh, the general manager who drafted you, gave you the opportunity along with Gruden, who's no longer there as we know. But uh, Mike Mayock's fired. How, how does that sit with you, Max? Yeah, you know it's 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 tough, man. Uh, Mike, you know the things he's done for me. Um, like you said, he drafted me. Um, he's done so much for me. Always looked out for me. Constantly, just being there. Um, his him, his family. You know, they've always always been so good to me and my girl and, and my family. And I can't appreciate you know say how much I appreciate him. You know, he's a uh, you know it's crazy. We, we just were. I was just in his office two days ago. Had an amazing talk, and then the next day I got the news. So, you know, we had a good talk yesterday, and you know he's going to be good. You know he's he's uh, he's a great dude, and I can't you know I can go on all day, but he's just he's a, he's a special guy, and I just appreciate you know everything he he did for me and in this organization. You know he's he's been awesome. What did Rich Bisaccia do uh, this year that kept everything afloat, Max? Um, you know, Rich <laughs> Rich is one of a kind. You know he's you know everybody's been asking what's going to happen, and everybody knows my vote. Uh, and it's, I made that very clear. You know, I love Rich. I think he's the best man for the job, and he's come in and done done such an amazing job. We've won ten games with a team that's had tragedy, loss, everything you can imagine. Um, and he's found a way to get a group of guys to come together and win football games in January and December, um, which is rare. Uh, so, you know, Rich. Rich is he's the real deal. You know, he's a he's a leader of men and that's that's all you can ask for. Is it true he wrote handwritten notes after the loss to Cincinnati to members of the team? Did he do that? Is that a true story? Um Max? He he does that <laughs> he does that before every game. What do you uh, mean? As long as he's been you know, been here. He what? he will put a note in your locker, um, before, you know, a game and you'll just you know, he'll say whatever, but you know, obviously that's private but Sure. Yeah, he. I had one, and that was before Cincy. That was, you know, it's before. It's, it's, he's been doing it for years. So, you know, obviously, he's he's the guy that doesn't want to bring attention to himself. And somebody, I think it was his daughter or something, took a picture of him and right. put it on her Facebook, and I it kind of leaked. And he was upset about it. He's like, man, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm vouching for myself. To, you know, he's one of those guys. He's so humble, and uh, it's just incredible. So I just, you know, I like to take the time to show him his appreciation because he'll he'll never do it for himself i think there's like 19 eyes in Basaccia, so i mean okay so um and again i know you say it's private but can you give me a general gist of what it's like when you go to a lock your locker and you get a handwritten note from from your 
head coach, what it's what it what it portrays, what that means, Max? Yeah, you know, it's just special when you have the guy who's the head coach, the leader of an NFL team and you get a you know, you get a letter from him. He's I, I literally just talked to him. So <laughs> I go up and walk in his office like it's, you know, he's my friend. Uh I could really have those conversations. I always that's, you know, you don't find that often, and it's just special. You know, when you have something like that in the building already, you know, uh, in my opinion, you should keep that. Um, you know, but what do I know? I just, you know, I show up and do my job to the best of my ability, and, um, you know, it's just special having Rich here. He's a, he's a special guy. Well, you, you, you know, I mean, like when we spoke, I think, uh, a couple of times ago on a Zoom prior to the Monday night game in – Los Angeles. Uh, that was week three, I think. And 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 who knew at the time that was going to be Gruden's last game as head coach with and for your team? Um, you were saying that that chemistry was better than ever. That guys were pulling together and pulling for each other more than ever before. So you know, and and the way things actually played out with Henry Ruggs and Arnett, the fact that you guys all did hold it together. And won games, made the playoffs, and actually had a possession to try and win it, you know, or tie it. You you would know if Bisaccia is the right guy, to be honest with you, Max. You know. Yeah, you know, having you know Rich, um, just Rich in the building. Like even when he wasn't the head coach, you know, he was he was always a guy you can go to. You know, he was always there for me. He was my guy that on the coaching staff that I trusted. You know, to go and have those conversations with. So. You know, Coach Gruden, I'm not taking anything away from Coach Gruden. You know, he knows I love him uh, and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the players are the ones playing. Um, and Rich cares about the players, number one, always. You know, that's, his always, that's all what he always says. He's like, the guys in the locker room are the most important. They're the one out there making plays. And Coach Bradley says the same thing. He's always preaching that. Um, so, yeah, you know, at that time, if, you know, if we have guys that are playing for each other, no matter what happens and all the adversity, um, you can't win ten games, you know, with guys uh, with guys that don't care about each other. You know, at the end of the season, you know, we go to Cleveland. It's freezing cold. We're six and seven. Uh, the only way we can do that is if we have guys playing for each other, and that's what Rich preaches and all these guys preach. And in this locker room, you know, no matter what what happened, we just kept rolling with the punches and. I think people got to see that this year. Pro Bowler Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I got uh, questions to ask you about two moments uh, that the whole country's been talking about over a span of a few weeks. Um, And let's take them in order. First one, the game against the Chargers. You're on the sideline. You're watching time tick down. You know a tie sends you to the playoffs. You know a tie sends the other team to the playoffs. Timeout gets fired off by the Chargers. The general sense is that 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 uh, that timeout by Brandon Staley led to you know no kneel down. Were you guys going to kneel down if that timeout didn't get fired off? Best to your knowledge, Max Crosby. <laughs> I uh, you know I've heard so many uh, different stories and opinions on this. Yes. Um, What's yours? But at the end of the day, I think we were going to attempt the field goal regardless. Um, that's just my opinion. You know, I've heard a million different opinions on it. But in a game like that, with how much work we had to put in to be in that position, to let them make the playoffs as well and just accept the tie, I just find that hard to believe. So I know Coach Rich, and he he's a winner. 
I know these guys in the locker room where, you know, we have winners. Uh, so, I especially you're playing a division rival. Just in my opinion, I don't think we would have just let them off the hook and be like, all right, we'll just tie it and not risk it. You know, we we were there to win the game and send them home. So, you know, that's what we did, and I'm glad that, Glad that we did that. Yeah, because if if I was me, I would be right up next to Bisaccia. Certainly, if I'm not on the field, right, and the offense is on the field, you're David. Where were you? Were you listening in on the I, conversations? Yeah. Where were you? <laughs> no, I'm on the bench. Okay. Exhausted. I played. I think not close to 90 snaps. <laughs> so I was just looking at the game. Like, oh, we're gonna go down. Josh is gonna, you know, Josh is gonna run the ball. We're yeah. gonna go and kick the field goal, and win the game, and that's what we did. So I really, I, at the time, I had no recollection of. Okay of that so okay. yeah i was just thinking we're gonna win the game all right and then the play that everybody's talking about more recently because you wound up because you won going to cincinnati joe burrow throws one to taj boyd there's a whistle uh did you guys did base did you did uh, part of the team stop playing or stop the you know running as hard as possible because you thought the play was over you heard the echo of the whistle in that moment max yeah that's another there's always controversy with us <laughs> Um, to say the least, but yeah, um, during that play, I was in pursuit of the quarterback Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm just running the, you know, running the, running after Joe Burrow. And in my, in my view, it looked like he ran, he stepped out of bounds. So when that happened, I don't know if he did or not. Like I, I saw the replay. I don't think he did, but it was very close. And so when he almost stepped out of bounds, he launched the ball, and the second he it left his hand, the ref right there blew the whistle because he saw what I saw. It was close, and it looked like he stepped out. Right. So we heard the whistle, and then all of a sudden I looked back, and he caught the, you know, the receiver caught it, but it looked like the DB stopped. So that was just my opinion. Then I saw the replay, and I'm like, oh yeah, the whistle blew, <laughs> and our, literally our guy stopped, and it looked like the Bengals guys thought it was over as well. Um, but then all of a sudden they just said signal touchdown. And I was yelling at the ref saying, no way, he blew the whistle, he blew the whistle. Right. Regardless if he stepped out or not, I thought they should have stopped it. But what do I know? It definitely I'm just seemed to get to the quarterback. Right. It definitely seemed, again, it's Tyler Boyd, my bad, that he, he, he did seem like the ball had already maybe, you know, uh, crossed the plane of the goal on the way to, to Boyd's hands when the whistle blew. But you you were right there. So as soon as you saw the foot go down near the end, the uh, the boundary, you heard the whistle. Crosby, that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's that's. I just assumed he was out, and they blew it dead. And even if he didn't, you blow the whistle. I thought it would be another play, or just redo the play, or whatever. But you know, it didn't. That didn't happen. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's over with. It's just, you know, wish we could play a better game and, and get them back. Because I, I really do believe we were the better team. We just. We didn't play our best football on Saturday. Max Crosby here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you. You, let's talk about you uh, and what you have become. And, you know, you were very emotional about making the Pro Bowl and what it meant to you personally. Uh, what What do you want people to know about what you have been through and how you can be used as a model to fight through all that, Max Crosby? Yeah, you know, uh, for me um, – I've been through a lot um, <laughs> from my childhood. Uh, been been through a ton. Um, growing up, I didn't have the best life. I was a wild, a wild kid to say the least. Um, went through a lot of ups and downs, battled demons. Um, 
But one thing that stayed true was I never left, lost sight of what I wanted to become. Um, I always wanted to be in the NFL. I wrote it and told my teachers, every single teacher from middle school, from elementary school to high school, I, I, I kept the same goal. Um, and even though I had some ups and downs, addiction, all, all type of stuff, I never lost sight of that. Um, and once I got my life together, I started seeing <laughs> seeing the brighter side. And, like, just in my third year, I'm 24 years old, and I'm a pro bowler, I'm an all-pro, and that just gives me more motivation. So just for people out there, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, people before this season were writing articles saying, telling, you know, telling, asking, is Max getting benched? You know, we signed this guy, this guy. Is Max benched now? Is he going to lose his job? I kept everything. So <laughs> I just know personally everybody's going to say whatever they want to say about you, but if you come in and put the work, um, you can become anything you want. And for me, it's special because I know I'm just getting started and, you know, I just want to go to a whole nother level um, next season. And so how did you pull your life together, Max? Like what happened? Did you something know, happen that made you realize that you need to clean up or sober up in a way at all? Yeah, I think it was just, uh, it was just, at, at the end of the day, it was just, uh, it became repetitive um, with my decision making and, what I was doing. It just wasn't working. Um, it kept getting progressively worse. Um, drinking more, partying more, not, you know, not as dedicated, you know, to my, to my craft and, as, you know, all that. And football is my number one. So if I were to lose that, I don't, you know, I, that's kind of what it was for me. It's like, all right, I'm either going to go and have fun and do all these crazy things and be done and be forgotten or I can make a decision right now and change my life, go get clean, and do what I'm, I'm meant to do. And I feel like I'm, I was put on this earth to play football and be an example for people that went through what I went through. Um, and that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And I just want to continue to, to grow and take that to higher and higher levels um, every single day. So that's the thing I can tell people is if you got a plan to do, so, to do something, you have goals, like, I used to think such, you know, big picture. Like, I always like, oh, I want to do this, want to do this. But I didn't take care of the day-to-day. And for me, I just – I try to stay in today. Um, make the most out of my 24 hours every single day and just be positive and, and be a positive light for somebody else. And I've been doing it one day at a time, and it's 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 showing. Um, and I just – you know, I feel like I'm just getting started. And it's going to be, you know, bigger and bigger every day. Max Crosby, what a season. What a great season. What a great career you're building. And it's been a pleasure to get to chat with you throughout it. You have a spot here whenever you want. You know that. But uh, congrats on it. I'm really um, I'm really thrilled for you, and I hope you get what you want in terms of your coach and everything else. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it, brother. Right back at you. At Crosby Max with two X's on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. That's the great Max Crosby. What a story. What a message. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls. Hour number three coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on our uh, terrestrial radio outfit along with Peacock and Sirius XM. So we're just talking about how wild that play was with Burrow throwing Mm -hmm. it to Tyler Boyd. And Mike Pereira said yesterday the ball should have been out of bounds right where Burrow was deemed to have stepped out because the whistle wasn't inadvertent. It was blown because the ref thought that he went out of bounds. Now, you could review that if he was running in and out of bounds just with the ball carrier, but he threw the ball in the air. So now you can't review that because there's a whistle involved. A whistle has been blown. Now you can't review when a whistle is blown or not. It's either inadvertent or not. And Mike's saying it's not inadvertent. You needed you ruled that he was out of bounds, so that's it. You blew the whistle, the play's dead, so thus it's not reviewable. Well, why not, though? Because you're reviewing the spot. You're reviewing the spot, but he threw the ball in the air, so it's not like he went out of But he would have stepped out of bounds before he threw but it. But he blew the whistle, so therefore somebody in the defense can't can't stop his play and thus so, so it is bizarre and you're like you need football for dummies and i tell you i one year when i was doing sports center back in the day mm-hmm. when i had hair okay <laughs> and 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 when and when our third hour guest nev campbell was in scream one this is scream again and it's scream five but it's just scream anyway <laughs> but back when when the scream series was beginning and i had hair and i was doing sports center on espn you know learning annex reached out to me and asked you know would you teach football and i'm like sure i'll teach football not a problem <laughs> and i did no preparation for it i figured i could just stroll in with no curriculum no you know visual help or anything and i'm i'll, I'll just show up and i'll talk i'll answer questions i'm a former stand-up comic right so i'll just go off my cuff <laughs> okay and then i showed up and there were like 30 people and you know half of them were immigrants who went to this class to learn what we americans love so much about this sport to, so they can help assimilate i guess in society mm-hmm. and so there was a language barrier and it was ugly because it's just like <laughs> I had to explain, well, when somebody is tackled, it's when their knee goes down and they're touched. But if they're not touched, they could r- keep running unless it's college. If it's college football, the knee down means you're it's a, 
the play's over. Mm-hmm. And then you get four chances to get a first down. It's kind of like what Gillian Jacobs, when she was here, right? Chances. But she's like, why don't you call them chances? Why does football call them downs? You should call them chances. I'm like, actually, that's not a bad okay. idea. Why do you call them downs? I have down. no idea why they're called down. And I'm supposed to be in charge here. So one gentleman, you got to be about seven years old. Seven? 70. Okay. Raises his hand in the back and he goes, you know, I watch you on SportsCenter. I brought my wife here so you can help her teach football, and you're doing a terrible job of it. (laughs) And he wasn't wrong. I was doing a terrible job of it. But I wanted to basically say, well, sir, why don't you teach your wife the game? Why don't you have to bring her to a learning annex class? What does that say about your marriage? Well, sir, Rich, you're a professional. By the way, way, I'm sure that's down the hall for a learning annex class about... (laughs) Talking to your wife Oof. on a Sunday. Archie Bunker? That's 28-year-old Rich responding yeah. right there. Because he's on a football I, pro, Rich. I you honestly were. wanted to say that. <laughs> but I was also, that would have been calling attention away from my terrible job. <laughs> terrible. I had nothing set up. I'd just be, okay, so you kick off and let's play football. <laughs> then when you try, like, honestly, you try and explain it to somebody. Who has no idea what it's about. I've done that many times throughout my life, and it got me to a point where I was like, I can't watch football with someone who doesn't understand football anymore. I'm just thrilled that one of the so you know non-Americans in the audience wasn't a Canadian, because then you're talking about 55-yard lines and 20-yard end zones. And, and I'd be just like, okay, great cups. <laughs> You know, and you got to explain why Doug Flutie was so great there and not here. Running towards the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. motion. Yeah, weird. Why? You, honestly, you try and explain it. Now that's that's why there's a whole cottage industry of rules analysts now. I told Sap that every time Sap comes in, and it's funny because it's Warren Sap, and you have this, you know, notion of Warren Sap. He breaks down football to the point where I think anyone can understand it and it's just like well, you would never think i think he could uh, fill up a classroom if uh, learning annex For sure. with warren sap <laughs> just don't talk back to the teacher the way that guy did in the back row that wouldn't go well 